You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Podcast episode 108. What's up, bro? Good to see you. Slowly creeping up on 200, man. <laughs> Slowly, man. Okay, I just gotta. We almost got the first 10. We almost hit that first 10, man. The first 10 is hard after that first 100. It, it, you know, it's 10 something. You know what? I was also <sighs> thinking, man, like if any podcast that gets to 100, you're kind of like, okay, these guys are fucking serious. You know what I mean? Because a lot of fucking podcasts, like they end like, 30 episodes or something like that people fall off and they realize it's not something they want to commit to right but like you know more episodes than friends at this point (laughs) the tv show friends we have more episodes than friends at this point exactly man you you know and it's fucking cool because i realized it's like we've literally i'm pretty sure we've uh, interviewed over 100 artists man like that's fucking crazy for the street art community like i mean oh Stuart, we've done a few two times we, but exactly um, but uh sometimes we've had two street artists on right so i mean i think we're around maybe, you know around 100 somewhere but uh but i i think this is gonna be good man i just love that uh you know it's growing the community is good man and uh, uh you know we're getting that feedback man and um oh i heard back from uh um seymour spray paint today and we actually uh you know, the label's done, basically. And oh, nice. um, uh, I talked to TK from Up Magazine. The uh, the ad is inside the the next coming issue of Up Magazine, man. So. Um, oh, cool. When's that going to be out? Any idea when it's going to be out? I think it's going to be out in November or uh, end of the year, something like that, But basically. They're, I think Nice. Something to look forward yeah. to. Exactly. So I'm really In these times. To... Yeah. I, I mean, I'd rather not talk about it. Dude, I, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm a little stressed out more than usual today just because, um, you know, we can't really go outside and, and play with the kids too much because it's, you know, you got all the smoke in the air. You know what I yeah. mean? Now there's and, a real reason to fucking stay inside. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, an immediately yeah. Po- an immediate pollution thing, you know what I mean? I mean, you go outside, the sun looks like the moon. I'm not sure, like, you know, what time of day it is. It looks like dusk, right? And no, then- at this point, you know, like, during in the middle of the day, it's, it's, it's bright, you know what I mean? But once it reaches a certain point, then it just turns red. Yeah, and then yeah. it stays red all the way down, and it's just that's when it feels like the, the apocalyptic times, totally. you know what I mean? So I got this here, right? And then in Florida, we got my dad, you know, in, in Destin, Florida, where Ooh. that damn hurricane Ooh. is just sitting. Dude, it's Sally, just sitting right? now. Yeah, Sally. Sally. Luckily, it's back down to her to category one. Okay, but, okay. Um, you know, if it's just sitting there, dude, that's just going to, the, the surge, the tidal surge, and the, the flooding is just going to wipe that place. I was talking to him actually earlier today, and, <laughs> dude, he's, he's so chill about this stuff now. He's, he's not going to ever evacuate again. He doesn't care if a Category 5 hits a direct hit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, you know what? I, I told him after my mom passed away, I'm like, you know what, dude? At this point, you can do whatever you want. You've earned that right and dude just got one to uh, evacuate. Now, I, you know, yeah. granted, we do have one room in our house, in that house that we actually built ourselves. Um, it's downstairs, and it's pretty much got cinder block all the way around it. Mm. Um, and it's probably actually one of the safest rooms in Destin, period. 
You know, there's a couple of new okay. houses that are built, but they don't have the, the basement. So if a tornado, which is what happens with a lot of times with even like a category one hurricane, when it comes in, these little tornadoes will spin off of them. Those tornadoes are what really fuck shit up. Yeah. You know, that'll take a roof off. That'll take some walls down and everything. But um, the house that he's in, there is the room downstairs, the middle room downstairs that is, you know, pretty much it's safe from safe, a, a category it's like a safe five. Room. It's like made of concrete or something like that. Basically. Well, it's just surrounded with um, filled uh, cinder block. You know, I see. and there's only one wall um, on the far end that has a window in it. He mm. just puts the um, shutter up on that. And, you know, the, the know. roof could come off of that house. The floor could get messed up under it. Um, and he would still be safe. I see. You know? I see. Tidal surge could come in and fill, you know, three or four feet in the bottom of the house. And he could still be safe. So this is this is not surfing okay weather though, right, Teach? I know you're. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Actually, uh, the timing it comes down to timing and the and the tide. Oh. <laughs> you know, the time of the tide when the tide comes in and goes out. But at this point, back when I lived there, man, this was awesome. You know, you go out, you actually get some good waves. <laughs> really? I was. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, man. Cra crazy Floridians, man. <laughs> surfing, yes. during, surfing during a hurricane. Yes, you notice I don't live there anymore. <laughs> I hear the doorbell, man. So, I mean, oh, awesome, man. you know what? I, I, I'm really excited for our guest today because it's our first. Well, we've had uh, UK artists like uh, our friend Plastic Jesus basically on before, but we've never had somebody uh, uh, on the show in the UK at the same time before. Right? No, not while they're in the UK. And this, hopefully the Zoom thing goes well. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. I'm all puckered up going like, eh. You know, it's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome because, uh, uh, you know, this is a couple that does street art, and um, I'm really looking forward to talking to them um, because, uh, like I said, you know, B and Hector, uh, you know, we've talked to other couples that do street art together, too. Um, I don't think they're going to show their face because I think it's a more serious thing in the UK. But um, yeah, dude, they're going to be careful over there. <laughs> but I'll go ahead and let them in. OK, awesome. Shoes and dance the blues Dance, dance To the song playing on the radio Welcome to the show, guys. We're so happy to have you guys. Uh, B and Hector, right? <laughs> Amazing to talk to you guys. And you guys are coming out of Brighton today, joining us? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Brighton. So just so our viewers know, you don't have to give an exact uh, answer, but you know, people are curious, uh, especially when we speak with uh, artists from a different country, um, is the age, you know, approximately how old you are, um, just so uh, the people have an idea of, of, you know, who they're talking to. And not everybody listens to the, I mean, watches the podcast and some people just listen. So uh, yeah, just let us know. So I've got to stop nodding and actually answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love British people, man. <laughs> We're, we are approximately almost 40. Okay. Okay. You look much younger. You definitely look much younger. I got to tell you. That. I would agree. Uh, I would agree. Probably being smart and staying out of the sun where there's not a, actually a whole hell of a lot of sun. Well, how is Brighton? Is Brighton, what's the weather like in Brighton? It's nice today. Very sunny today. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, I, I've been to London actually. I, <laughs> Uh, I had a, an interesting time in London. Um, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll just tell you a little quick sidebar story. Um, 
So back in 1992, um, when you guys were, you know, 10 years old, maybe, <laughs> um, I was in uh, London, okay? And um, at the time, I had somehow gotten kind of coerced into working with this company that worked with uh, Chippendales. Um, you, okay, yeah, so you're, you're smiling. You know, you know what Chippendales okay. is, then, right? <laughs> okay. Hey, easy, easy. I'm, I'm, I'm prefacing this a little bit, okay? I'm prefacing, okay? It's all story, right? So, I mean, to be honest, I, I actually didn't know what I was getting into when I got into it. My uh, modeling agency in Miami and Florida at the time was the one that got me into this whole deal. Like, yeah, it'll be good for you. You're not going to be a stripper. You're going to be kind of a background. You do a little bit of dancing. It'll be fine. You'll be over in London. You'll be able to model at the same time. It'll be fine. Well, at the time, you know, I was 25 years old, maybe, or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Next thing I know, they fly me out to L.A. and I'm doing all these rehearsals and everything. And the next thing you know, we're in London. And we're performing at the Strand Theater in Covent Garden. I don't know if you know London at all or know any of the theaters or whatever, but yeah, okay, yeah. So um, that's where we were uh, for 12 weeks. Wow. And yeah, so I, like I said, I didn't actually discover that this was a stripping thing until we were in London. And then I found out these guys were actually thugs. And long story short, like years later, they tried to kill a bunch of the guys that were in, in my troupe, including me because we jumped out on our, our contract. It was halfway you know, human trafficking. Okay, <laughs> okay, this is the 90s. If you, if you want to go back and listen to that story, it's on the uh, JP Cali Smooth episode, episode 30. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But anyway, let's get thank to you. our Thank guests. you for yeah, not uh, <laughs> telling that story. It's like, I'm, I'm having like, can we just make this a you know, again? <laughs> Be and Hector so are just not- London. Me and Hector have just been nodding the whole time, and uh, we definitely want them to. Uh, it seems be- you're getting a good laugh too. So, that's, <laughs> we- so, anyways, Brighton, I'm just you know, as a dumb American, we we think yeah, like- the weather. I'm I'm always thinking that it's that is most of the time that I was there it was cloudy. But what is Brighton like most of the time? What's the weather there like? Generally, so we're right by the sea. So generally, it's like stormy and cold, windy. But right now, we've gone back into heat wave again. So, like middle of the past two days, it's like get all of the summer clothes back out and we're like on the beach and yeah enjoying the sun it's great well now is that is that a normal thing to happen this time of year or is it like a climate are you guys how do you guys feel about the climate change is that like do you feel like you guys are experiencing any effects from that because some areas are some areas not so much but then other areas it's like you know <laughs> we're, we're in, i'm we're in california right now i can't don't want to <laughs> take my twin 10 year olds outside to play because it smells like smoke you know, yeah. the sun gets down to a certain point and it looks like it turns red and it looks like the apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think that like down here we're pretty, we're pretty lucky. Like it feels like a good place to be outside and like get Yeah, I'm taking a look at Brighton and it looks like, like fucking Southern California, basically. It's amazing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's picturesque. I know that's yeah, picturesque. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and again, as a dumb American, I mean, like, I just see that it's in the South and then like, uh, I think that from what I understand, the south of uh, UK is very different from like the northern areas of UK, basically, right? You guys are um, a little bit more uh, laid back, I think. That's what I hear. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, Brighton is the laid back capital of the UK. Isn't it? Yeah, it's very like, it's kind of known for being pretty like bohemian and like, Get it's where done. like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's freelance, a lot of artists. Okay, of- okay, that's interesting. Sounds like our kind of place. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, how, how, like, how far is it from Bristol? Just curious. 
three, three and a half hours, three to four hours. Okay. Okay. So do you guys as, as Brighton people, like, is that like a Vegas trip for you guys? Like we, 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 as LE people, we drive three and a half hours and we go to Vegas and like have a weekend, you know, is that something you guys do? Or do you guys go to London like for the weekend usually? I, I think London is our Vegas. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Okay. I'm always just curious because I personally haven't been to either Brighton or Bristol, but I have been to London, right? That's kind of like the place you got to go to if you're like visiting, right? And as, you know, street artists, basically, obviously Bristol is very, very famous, right? For <clears throat> a street art for, for, for many reasons, you know what I mean? So I was just wondering. Yeah, um, at least question. For, Go ahead, I'm sorry, James. At least from my American perspective, I mean, um, are you guys like highly influenced by Bristol or is it a completely like separate scene basically for you guys? Well, that, that Bristol, right? Yeah, Bristol is, is Banksy for us, really. Um, that was going to be my quick question is, have you, have you been to Bristol and have you actually seen any of his work in person? Yes, yes, seen pieces. We've got... Um, Upfest is Bristol, isn't it? Yeah, so um, Upfest um, recently, yeah, there's obviously Upfest hasn't been on this year because of all of this COVID shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's been, they've still tried to do like a kind of like mini sort of like um, festival thing or like get street art up, which we've recently kind of been working with like a charity, Nakoa, out there and with our friends. Nice. So there's definitely, I feel like there's like a big interchange between people that like live in Bristol and Brighton. They switch around quite a bit. So I'd like to spend more time there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. It's good to know. Cause like, you know, as Americans, like I say, we just think British people and we think, oh, okay. Yeah. That little place over there. But in UK, you know, you drive one hour, half hour, you're in like a different completely like, you know, group of people, basically, you know, that that's, that's my experience. Well, it's just like, it's so, you know, spread out here in the u.s right have you guys been to uh america at all we have yeah we went to where did we, we've been on a few trips in the past to year miami most recent wasn't it yeah and basil. Um, you guys to art basil awesome awesome what, what, what was your uh give us your review of it because neither of us have been before <laughs> <laughs> well we weren't rubbing shoulders with the stars like we thought <laughs> <laughs> We were on the sideline, but it was a pretty good sideline. I loved it. I yeah. just thought it was crazy. Yeah. Just the, the atmosphere, everything about it, everyone was just on another level of happiness, really. Mm. Did um, you see the banana um, on, and the duct tape? A bit annoying, the banana. Yeah. Especially three days in when the bananas were starting to go rotten. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, as, as a LA person, um, you know, we sent a couple of our uh, resident artists out there to basically bomb stickers and to go party, basically, <laughs> basically about, uh, <clears throat> you know, but we haven't personally went there. Now, I hear two different things about our Basel. Sometimes I hear like it's like this posh kind of like rich people uh, thing to go to. And then I hear it's like, hey, man, like all the artists are there. All the homies are there. You guys got to come and like hang out and, you know, go to the parties. Sure. <laughs> we went, I know our friend was, so our friend Pure Evil, he was working in, in like the proper oh, bit of our puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And then, but we were out there, so our friend um, Chaotic, do you guys know him? Hmm. No, it sounds don't. familiar. But uh, I have seen Chaotic West, is it Chaotic West Coast or something like that? Yeah, okay. With him and kind of took us around, um, like in his car and like showed us all the cool places we met some really lovely people out there and nice 
Did you get up during uh, Art Basel? Did, did we what, sorry? Did you, did you put you... any of your work up in the streets in, uh, in Miami? Yeah, yeah. yeah we did. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, like, you know, first-time people are a little bit shy sometimes, you know, but no, I, w I wouldn't expect anything less, actually. <laughs> Within 25 minutes of getting off the plane, we had paste everywhere. You had some... <laughs> you know, we had, we had a good... <laughs> nice, yes. Love it. We like hearing that. <laughs> I, had, I had a trolley, a big trolley with paste, brushes, yeah. spray cans. Yeah. And I thought it's fine, it's like Basil, no one cares. But, you know, yeah. we, we were kind of stealthy. Yeah. But we were just, we were so high on life with that. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. That's amazing. So, aside from Miami, where have, else have you been? Because I kind of cut you off earlier. Miami, we did LA as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Oh. Where, do you remember where in LA you were? Well, I went with a friend and, and we, we went to see Trusty. Trusty Scribe. Oh, oh Trusty Scribe, yes. I think he's episode three. But anyways, go back and check that uh, episode out if you guys, uh, audience, if you haven't checked it out. Anyways, Trusty, you were out, you were out with him? Yeah, I hung out with him for a day. He sort of took me around some places, around to Venice Beach, mm. um, a few of the tourist hotspots, but generally just as just the galleries and, and bits and pieces. It was, it was really nice. Really, really good, and the um, it's not Box Park, is it? Box Park's in the UK. Yeah, um... with, with, it's not like the warehouses. All uh, it's a great big warehouse. Um, you got the container the, yard. The the container the arts yard. Okay. Oh, container, container yard. yard. Yeah. Nice, yeah, look, nice. Friends of the show as well. Our containers are so small; they just call it the Box Park. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the English version. Right, cool. Oh, I see. Because <laughs> you park the boxes, it makes sense. Yard, yeah, and it was, it was it was nice. It was a really good time, and he helped me put some pieces up at different places. Mm. And that was good. Because we've awesome. only been like a year, yeah. So it's kind of all pretty new to us, really. No, the whole street art scene, you mean? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that uh, you know they they have what about two hundred and something uh, posts, which is relatively new for you know some uh, some street artists, but uh, yeah, yeah. They they when how long ago? When was the first time that you guys got up in the streets? in May, wouldn't it? I think it was, yeah, it was May of last year and it was, everything was really small and we were really scared, even though it was like tiny, tiny little like phrases and stuff everywhere. We were like freaking the fuck out, but now we've <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a friend with us because we were scared we were going to get pulled by the police. And a friend and it with was, a it dog as well. <laughs> and it, we were just putting tiny stickers around town. Yeah. Tiny, tiny stickers with little messages just to make people smile and it just, it kind of just, I don't want to say snowball, but like it just sort of rolled Yeah, it just picked there. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, well, I like the aesthetic of, of the, uh, you know, the, the What is it called? The punch words. label? Yeah, uh, something like that, punch label or whatever. But that aesthetic, um, you know, especially for someone like me who's 51 and actually used those things, you know, when I was younger, um, instead of just the, the icon and the image, you actually used those things. My mom would label shit and, you know, um, no, I know. For me, those are all, those are like for OCD people. Like you gotta like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know I mean? Every single fucking thing you're like, all right, here's, here's labeled. Okay. Here, here's, here's my flour. Here's my sugar. I don't want to confuse those. Right. So, so I got to put a little fucking label, but no, I'm just curious, like how did, was that your original stuff that you were, you guys are putting up? Cause it's, it's pretty cool and it's unique. What led I, to it? What led yeah. to the first time you guys got up? Well, that's it. So we started, we went, we were 
photographing. So we um, it was Paris, wasn't it? Yeah, Paris so we, and Belgium. Yeah, we went to we went with a friend to uh, Crystal Ship Crystal Festival Ships, in it. Ostend. Um, and they had a big street art festival going on there, and they invited us to go along, and we kind of saw... We were just this... literally documenting everything they did, getting some video footage, yeah. and then before you know it, we were putting big 25-tile pieces up with them, getting yeah. pieces everywhere, and just thought... Yeah, this is the, called there. the Crystal Ship. Um, so you started helping them. Yeah, yeah. And then next thing you know, you're like, wait, I'm actually doing this now, aren't I? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> right? I might as well do my own thing, right? <laughs> And now they owe me a camera because the place brought my camera and it's like... <laughs> it's so interesting. I never heard of this festival, the Crystal Ship, basically, huh? Um, it's a Ostend Street Art Festival. See, what I think is so cool about this, uh, this scene, I guess you would call it, is that, first of all, it's a global scene. And, uh, you know, you can basically go to many different countries. And, I mean, at the end of the day... You know, it's a pretty simple concept. People like to get up. <laughs> you got some cool stuff to put up here. Come here, I got a cool exactly. Place to put there's, it right there. There's people yeah. that like to uh, put stuff up. There's people like to take pictures of stuff, and there's people who like to, you know, just enjoy that scene, basically, right? You and know what? now it makes sense. When I was looking through his uh, feed, like all the photos of his work were awesome. So <laughs> it makes sense that they're. they're they started so, off as photographers. So it, you guys were in Paris, um, and then that's that's when it kind of started. Was this 2018? Uh, it would have been, wouldn't it? And beginning of 2019. Yeah, 2019. It was literally last year. So yeah. okay, we were going around the the, um, the city with these guys. I mean, I've been to Paris three or four times before, mm. but in this three days we went with with this team. I've never seen as much of Paris ever. <laughs> And like the suburbs as well. It was like seeing all the tiny bits where normally like you go to like the Eiffel Tower, you go and check off all this stuff that you're meant to do. Yeah, so street art is just everything for me in the way, it's the best way to travel. So mm. if you're going to go to a city, just, yeah. you know, just check all the street art and you, you find yeah. places you never thought you'd go to. Find the coolest bar, the coolest people. Mm. You're right. The, you know, you Absolutely know, right, you, man. For example, I'll just give you an idea. It's like, you know, in the street art, biggest place in LA is going to be uh, Melrose basically, right? And what do you know, right around Melrose, there's a bunch of fucking cool shops, cool restaurants. I mean, not right now anymore. They're all fucking destroyed because the fucking protests. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't know when it's coming back. Uh, I'm glad you guys got to see that, though. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but, you're, <laughs> but you're totally right, back though. When it was good. That's okay. We'll make it great again. <laughs> I like that teach. That's humor. Let's slip that right in. Uh, no, like no, how we're, I we're, threw we're up gonna... in my mouth after I said that. <laughs> so, a little... So I want to ask you guys the name, though. Broken Hardest. I mean, to me, it's just like, obviously, you, you know, I mean, uh, there's a play on words right there. You, you know, artist, hardest, right? Um, but like, how did that name come about? Yes, absolutely. Curious. Well, um, it's not necessarily as deep as it, as it sounds, but it's, it's a case of... Depends on who you are. It depends on who you are. And that, that's what's quite nice about it. It's just, I think it's something that everybody can relate to. I think everyone's had a broken heart you know, one stage in their life. And we just wanted to put some little messages out there. A bit like, you know, poet is taken, it's similar to that. So mm. you're just walking on your usual route to work or your usual jog and they just see something and it hopefully can put them from a bad mood into a good mood or inspire them, whatever, yeah. whatever it does. Um, I love that, man. I love that. That's beautiful, yeah, actually. <laughs> you know, I mean, because- This is the type of street art that we can always use. You know what I mean? Everywhere. Because, you know, every country, just about pretty much every single country, you know, has their people that struggle, 
uh, you know, with, with lots of things. And when they see, you know, little notes like this in the street, sometimes that's all they need, you know? So I got to tell you though, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of irony there that, um, you know, you guys are a couple doing street art together and then, uh, it's the name is broken hardest. You, 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 you know, yeah, just the, the, the singular term. <laughs> We're, we're, we're like, we're best friends, but we're not a couple. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're a duo. You look I'm like sorry. you're a couple. <laughs> you guys should get together. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Awkward. Uh, I'm sorry. Whenever, no, whenever, like, we, we have a team of people that do street art together. Normally, I'm just saying, but no, this is very unique. You see, this here in awesome. America, the way we do it, you know, <laughs> if you're going to do this stuff, you got to be a couple. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the American way. No, but actually, you know what? I feel, it's okay. I feel, you'll adjust. I mean, that's cool. It would have lasted two days, and then we would have disagreed about everything, yeah. and the project would have stopped. This is why it's <laughs> We can, like, Dude. be a massive dick, and then, like, we can just, like, make up. It's fine. It's no, so that's weird. awesome. Actually... I, I, I'm totally kidding about what I was just saying because actually some of my best friends are chicks and I get that all the fucking time. But it's cool. As you get older, like the, they actually all get married and then they stop talking to you actually if they're, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So no, the cool thing is like as I get get older, it uh, it doesn't become such an issue with my female friends anymore. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, no, it's, it's, it's so cool, man. Um, this is a first, definitely. So uh, do you guys, I mean, you guys are just kind of like hanging out and came up with the name all of a sudden or just you know i mean it's a very cool explanation but how did it like come about i don't know how the name actually i mean you sent it to me because you had a tattoo and you sent it to me of your, your tattoo and you're like i've got the, he was like i've been we've both been doing art and like hector been in bands for years and like i've been making art bits and pieces you just sparked my interest because you're from england and you're in a band so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, we got to talk now, man. But anyways, like, <laughs> this guy's a music man here. Watching all the videos of the bands he used to play in, and you know, let's maybe put that bit together. Well, they're doing street art now, but that it's it's actually not that uncommon for musicians, um, you, you know, to do street art. Actually, one of the uh, I think the original blogs of L.A. Uh, Melrose and Fairfax. Shout out to Greg. I mean, he was in a band called Bankrupt Slut. And then uh, a punk band, basically, <laughs> right? And then they're they smiling that when they're like, "Yeah, he just said bankrupt slut." Yeah, no, just, it's just so cool because uh, no, it's because like everywhere it started be appearing this uh, bankrupt slut stickers, and then people were just like, "Oh, is it a female street artist?" Because inside the band, uh, Gregory got up more than anyone, really. Yeah, wow, yeah. there. There was a porn star it was as well all over the place, and there's a porn star as well inside that band, and she would be on these stickers. So at the end of the day, like it was just so cool those early days of the Melrose street art scene because nobody knew who the hell anybody was, and people were talking shit online. You know what I mean? Like capping each other. I mean, it's not that cool to do that, but it's just entertaining, I guess. You well, know? the way what he did though was it was depending on how you see it, actually. Um, the way he said it, had it set up was you would check out the, the blog and you could actually leave a comment anonymously. All right. That's very key, an yeah. anonymous comment. So, you know, if someone could get on there and just rip you a new asshole, you yeah. know, you can't, and you'd be like, what? <laughs> You know, I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, like when I first started seeing my work on there, you know, it was early to the, to the street scene, you know, and 
you know, I'm a teacher, you know what I mean? I'm putting up stuff about education, teach each child, you know, I'm thinking, you know, people are going to be nice. They're going to be cool with me and they're going to be, you know, no, 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 no. You know, all this shit like a teacher needs to learn some fucking lessons about the street, man. Fucking this, fucking that, you know, get that fucking Hallmark shit out of here, man. You know, and it's like, but, you know, and, and my ego is just like, just we, we always say this on this show because before everybody's kind of like okay with people knowing who you are online now but i mean if you look back at like 2011 2010 time everybody was like oh i gotta keep it private if i'm doing a, a, a you know it was it's different time yeah. actually right for privacy so i'm just saying like we kind of lose that luxury of anonymous comments because it takes a lot of effort to sign up a new instagram account just to talk shit like <laughs> yeah well, I, you know what, after I got over the, the, you know, the ego part of it, um, I actually got some ideas from some of the, uh, guys that were, you know, giving me a hard time, you know, I, I would look at all the comments and be like, oh God, I didn't want hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Ooh, you know what? Ah. That's why she had yeah, to write a yeah. thing for the Yeah, I'm going to come back with a better idea, you know, and see what you have to say about that, you know? <laughs> And so at times it almost, you know, kind of, you know, spurred me on a little bit. Um, but, you know, at some point it got a little too, too much, you know, it, it uh, I actually, you know, spoke to him a few times like, man, you know, <laughs> like causing almost some physical violence, you know what I mean? Like you should at least curtail it a little bit, which I think maybe he did, but then, um, you know, he just kind of got burnt out after a while and kind of let it go. And, um, you know, eventually, it, uh, like everything, everyone started doing their own uh, Facebook. Everyone started putting things on Facebook at that time, finally. And then Instagram came along, and then he was like, okay, well, why am I even bothering? You know? right. Everyone's doing their own thing now. and So, so that's how, how it came to get... an end. So, I mean, before, before the uh, uh, festival, how did you guys get turned on to street art? I mean, again, you guys grew up in UK, uh, I'm assuming. For me, I mean... Were you guys artists before this yeah yeah i've done i've done art for like uh, most of my life i guess and tried different avenues and things that have worked and things that haven't a lot of them <laughs> different um, mediums which uh, which mediums do, or do you like i did like i did those screen printing for a while and then more like sculpture stuff and oil paint like just I tried everything and some of it sold some of it was like successful but it just kind of never really it just didn't have that kind of like vibe about it I think there's also something really different about when you're when you're working on something by yourself but then in contrast to working with someone like a friend who you know you've got one who doesn't give a fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's a big difference in doing a piece that is gonna maybe go up to someone's house as opposed to sending a message out and putting it up in the streets. You know what I mean? That's, that's two different avenues of, of uh, you know, philosophies on, on artwork. It's very admirable. Yeah, a big light bulb moment to know that. I'm sorry? Big light bulb moment for us to realize that you can just, you can just hang on. People are just putting this out there for free on the streets. Mm. It's, it doesn't need to be anything more than that. It, it can just, just be, yeah. just do that for like... It blew my mind how easy that is. And I, and I always, I bought probably past millions of pieces in my life and thought, how did I get there? Yeah. It's like, someone's just done it. Yeah. And 
now we're just doing it. Yeah, like you can just great. do it. I think that's yeah. one of the things that like I feel Instead of this... spending hours on something that no one's ever going to see or read or hear, yeah. just... And I think there's also something about... Now they don't about... get a choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, it's so in your face, Good right? Good point. You, you, know, you know what I mean? And you're right. I think as, as, as like artists of any type, a lot of times, let's just say you're working on a song or something like that. Before the internet, I mean, like, it's very hard to get people to see your shit. Feedback. You know, feedback. Tell me it sucks. Like, tell, you, you know what I mean? Like, or, or something. Don't say, right? oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, you know, interesting. That's <laughs> but, whatever. You know, either vomit or love it, you know? What I love Give about street art, it's like, it's like a gift. You, you know, I mean, sometimes you're just, like, walking up a stair and then, you know, I, I, I might see, like, a, you know, a broken, art, broken artist piece, basically, that says, I can never give up the memory of you or something like that. That's your guys' first piece, basically. Um, I'm going to share it with the hey, Let's check your feed. Let's do the check your feed. Yeah. Here, here's this first, uh, this first section right here. So it's it just so cool. It's just like, it's, how, how big is this thing? Pretty small, right? That's an actual, those are, that looks like an actual um, uh, letter. Uh, punch what label. What the hell you call it? Yeah, punch label. It looks like an actual punch label. It's, it's one of those and like we were, we were literally this is what we were saying earlier like kind of punch all these things out and we were like getting like a serious rsi from like using this machine <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck are we doing and Why that, we something so that, annoying? then we put it on and then sprint off thinking <laughs> we're gonna get chased by the police we were so, we were, honestly we were so freaked out and like bearing in mind we've been like putting up like 25 tilers like pasting up with our friends in like ostend and stuff and we were freaking out but i think it's just that it's just the just getting to you gotta do a little better job of equating the, the thing yeah, now, yeah. you know actually here's the thing here uh in uh in america or especially in this area in los angeles um you actually can get in bigger trouble for stickers than you can for painting that is because if you put a sticker on a sign even if it's on the back of the sign it will leave residue okay and that residue Sometimes it's, they can't really remove it unless they sand it off or something like that. And it's causing harm to the property. I got to say, Whereas, though, I, I'm not 100% sure, though, this is a sticker, though, because it's, it is. it's kind of like a tape art, though. You, you know what I mean? Because it's but, gonna... No, no, no. What I'm saying, it's using an adhesive. It's using an adhesive. Mm -hmm. If it stays in the sun long enough, it will cause, you know, uh, irritation or whatever. This is, I'm being technical, mind you, by, by the way. <laughs> and these sons of bitches... You know, when it comes down to if they want to make a, an example of someone here in America, you know, this is what they do. Um, and so, you know, if you put enough stickers down, say you, you put four stickers on four separate signs that cost $100 each, that's $400 worth of uh, repair here, that's a felony. Now, I don't know if you understand what a felony is, but basically um, you, you lose your, your right to vote. Um, you're going to go to jail for a little while. You're going to be paying all kinds of fines and everything. And three but, of those, uh, you get jail for life in California. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, misdemeanor is, is, um, you're scaring you know, me right now. She has a very concerned look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to jail for sticker? Well, that's, well, yeah. I mean, I think don't that's put like them a, on, on street signs over here. <laughs> no, that's caught. if you have a a very good district attorney that wants to just go after some fucking vandal for sure. Because I I think most of the time people get away with it. Um, but what I think is actually cool is like your guys. I don't know. It's kind of like a piece of tape. I don't know if you've seen uh, heard of a uh, flex. He's a he's a tape artist actually who literally uses masking tape 
So I was I always love to explore Scotch the, tape, right? Uh, yeah. Here, let me, He's sponsored by them. Yeah. So this is another artist. <laughs> Lex, he basically uses tape uh, as a medium. I just love talking about different like mediums because artists like you guys continue to uh, think about ways to innovate the uh, the culture. Oh, I just had an idea, man. Street street art, you, guys you know, do like a pattern with your uh, with your punch uh, tape. Not as elaborate as that one that we just saw, but man, if you did like some kind of pattern with the words on them, that'd be, that'd be cool. Producer credit, producer credit, you gotta give it. <laughs> I don't want no credit for nothing. No, I'm yeah. kidding. But no, okay, <laughs> let's, do, uh, let's do the check your feed real quick. Check your feed, check your, check feed. your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. All right, so I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna kind of go to the beginning. Um, I, I, I love some of the placements you guys have, man, because... Um, well, dude, that's what I was talking about when I was looking at their feet. I'm like, man, the uh, the photography on this is amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that one makes that's, sense. They're photographers, Keith. Yeah. Okay. One that stuck out to me is that, uh, you know, like, I it's just like such positive messages, and it's just two strips. Did you put this the the eyes behind this piece right here, or did you? Uh, was it already there? Just curious. Uh, we found the eyes, but those eyes inspired us to sort of jump from just. <coughs> Tape the tape to make it start own. producing all of some pieces that we've done yeah. now. Oh, interesting. Ah. No, I, I, I like so that's that. That's kind of a turning point piece right there, right? Yeah, so, yeah. No, definitely. And what I love is like you're kind of adding to the piece. Like some the eyes was already there. You, you know what I mean? It had been weathered. So it's kind of like looks like it's peeking out of the pole. And then you guys just kind of put over like uh, your piece and it's kind of like looks like gives it kind of like it's covering its mouth idea you, you know what i mean i love like that a man. plus for placement on that yeah <laughs> seriously and the and, photo of course a double plus <laughs> definitely definitely and um you know you know like i said just these how do you guys come up with these messages well, dude, that's man? what actually makes a lot of times uh you know for people who don't necessarily see this stuff in the streets this is what makes the difference when they're flipping through their their instagram you know what i mean you can do a, a great piece and put it on the street and take a photo of it and someone will scroll right by it. Whereas if they see one of these photographs of these pieces, they're more likely to stop and see what's going on because it's such amazing quality photo. And they go out and search for it too. You know what I mean? So. That's what these ones are. Yeah. Yeah. There's a piece still around, but it's funny actually, because we were looking back um, on our like early Instagram stuff tonight and we were actually, before we started this interview, um, Hector was saying, he was like, Actually, do you remember when we took all those photographs right at the beginning? Like, they were really, they were, good, they were really they? good, weren't they? And we're like, we need to go and do that again. So thanks for reaffirming that. Dude, I, I love that. Oh, because here's Makes a, all the difference. Here's a piece from NYC right here. Um, and I can see how uh, it has changed. And then there's the... Oh, man. There's, there's the homie uh, Robots Will Kill Chris, man, who we've had yes. on the show as well, too. So, you know, I love these crossovers, man. Because, I mean, if you're just a fan... I mean, on our show, you're literally getting like the interaction of all these things on the streets. I mean, if you're a really dick cop, you could probably get a lot of people in trouble too by listening to the show, actually, right? <laughs> but probably not. I mean, I, they're, they're okay. You, you know what I mean? I want to. These talk guys to have a lot bigger fish to fry. You know what I mean? You got guys that are going around that are just putting their initials on perfectly good walls, you know, like that have that More pieces. perfect paint and, and they just ruin it. You know what I mean? When that's, that's to me is just, that's vandalism. That's not really it. Well, it is a, a certain section of art, but um, yeah, the only yeah. Thing that's those guys. Those are the guys that are the cops are really, you know, even the FBI, 
if they get a hold of those guys, their file is like this thick and then they go bye-bye. What was that, Hector? I was just going to say, sometimes we take pictures of that and we, we can incorporate that into some of the pieces we make as well. So oh, definitely. That's on the tag, so without yeah. those. About those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we um, when was it? We went, we went, we're in Lisbon, we got a nice Portugal. walk in Lisbon, a yeah, great one in Miami, yeah, find yeah. some really cool stuff that we kind of bring into like more of our like, yeah, our artworks and stuff nowadays, not just the words. So, yeah. try and use what we're seeing on the streets sometimes as well if it works. Yeah, sometimes the tag nice. is free. I like it, man. Just that's, enhance. I mean, true artists, you know, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, is someone who keeps developing and growing, you know, it's good to have, uh, you know, if you have an aesthetic that you enjoy, that gives you therapeutic, you know, uh, reprieve, that's nice too. But, um, you know, to, to keep working and developing and, and pushing and trying different things, maybe it doesn't work, maybe it does, you know, that's, that's part of being a true artist. Now I love that you guys um, do a lot of work with the postman. Um, is he from? Yeah, Bright we love as the well postman. Too? I mean, he, I, talk we, about a good aesthetic too. Man. And we've been trying yeah. to get him on the show, but he's been a little busy, I think. And uh, um, y- you know, but uh, uh, he's just too good for us. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Do you guys know him personally? Maybe, that... maybe you guys can help us. Fix <laughs> <laughs> <picks> that one. <laughs> um, by all accounts, I think they're pretty. They're, I think, pretty psyched that. Um, that we're doing this and excited to do it as well. So I'm sure they'll be next if you are. Yeah, them, De- sure. definitely. Definitely. I mean, they're, they're killing the, it, man. Get them a headache, man. <laughs> <laughs> so are they, are they from Brighton as well, too? Um, we, well, well, there's a collective, isn't there? There's, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a collective. So there's a few based all around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they've been, they've been great with sort of working with us and kind of, letting us add our words to their pieces. And, you know, we love working with them. They're awesome. I love this early on one in Lisbon, man. Oh. Uh, um, this is uh, October 4th. There's a picture of Robert De Niro. From Taxi. Uh, from Taxi Driver. <laughs> with the, with with the mohawk. <laughs> when he's young. You know, and he's uh, in one of those iconic, cool shirts that the postman uh, uh, they've done and that he's holding a lollipop and it's a, and then the broken hardest on the side says, I'll do anything to see you smile. This It's such a contrasting image and I, I, I love that. You, you know what I mean? When, I love the mashup. When you guys can actually like work together well with other artists, group, collectives. I, I got to tell you something about LA, man. Okay. There's like no people like <laughs> how you guys are doing it. You know how you guys are called the broken hardest? And it seems like it's one artist or the postman. It seems like it's one guy, but it's like a collective of people. Maybe the egos in LA are too big because that never fucking happens <laughs> in, in LA, I swear to God. And that's why we had to come up with LA Street Art Gallery, this, this kind of like all-encompassing community to kind of like showcase uh, these people, uh, these artists, because like, you know, everybody's a they solo man here. Yeah. Not all of them want to, you know, which is fine. <laughs> you know, uh, we understand that not everybody's cool with, you know, doing a podcast or even getting in front of a camera or whatever, but um, you know, if they're a part of our community and they're out there uh, getting up, um, there our, our doors are always, always open. So, but I'm saying, is that common in UK that um, artist collectives, uh, you know, kind of, for example, we've always heard that Banksy is multiple people, right? I, I, I mean, that's just kind of like the rumor or whatever, right? I mean, so uh, what is your guys' take on that? Um, he's got it, isn't he? <laughs> I think like, I don't know, I feel like the whole collective thing at the moment is like, um, it's just really vibey. I feel like people want to, I, one thing that I remember, who was it? I think it was Levi Angelis 
said to us, or kind of offered some advice, and he was like, so Stephen Levy um, said, you know, everyone really kind of wants to help out and support each other and just reach out to people. Have you listened to Wordsmith's podcast? Um, on, Thank on you. Your show, which is awesome. And I remember hearing that a few months ago and being like, kind of being like, is this, you know, he's doing words and we're doing words and his whole like outlook on why he's doing it. He was like, you know, you're, you're doing it, just keep doing it. And like, if you want to reach out and you want to speak to people and see if they want to collaborate, just get in touch, like ask for help. People want to give it. And I found, I think we've found that the whole community on the whole has been really supportive. Like we've, I don't know. You don't find- too Most people are, yeah, most You don't most find too many them. communities like that. <clears throat> In a lot of yeah. artistic communities, it's a lot of like, hey, it's a famine mentality. You, you, you know what I mean? There's, there's one show, we all got to get on it. There's one place to play, everybody. But for some reason, I feel like personally, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like uh, the underground rave community. You, you know what I mean? Like um, back in the day before DJ worship became like a thing, you, you know, I mean, before Tiesto became the god. <laughs> Right. Or whatever. Armin became the god. You know, the DJs were relatively like just like other members of the party that just came along. But they also provided music. They, you had complete access to these guys and everybody was just there for the vibe. You know what I mean? And I think that, um, you know, that's at least in this stage of street art. I mean, we have the famous guys like, you know, Banksy or whatever that we can't get to. But it's still early on enough in the scene that, um you know, there's just a lot of like positive stuff and it hasn't been too commercialized because, you know, I don't think that the business world or business art world knows how to deal with all these street artists. <laughs> you know, these are all rebel solo guys and yeah, it's they very hard. <laughs> they, they don't want to fuck with the institutions, basically, right? Yeah, mine fuck for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, c collective wise, I feel like there's, there's good shit and it's so nice that people want to hook up I mean, especially music. when you compare it to like, the music industry when you're doing your sound check and you've got the drummer there saying no one's using my kit no one's showing my stuff no one's showing mm. you know it, and it's you know they're sort of out to get each other to make sure that they're better than the next person but this has been oh I forgot my brush here, here take my brush yeah, take yeah. my paste it's, yeah. it's, it's just incredible mm. it's good yeah. That's so. That's that's such. A I think it's partially because you know you're you're together and helping um, put some kind of message out. You know what I mean. And as long as your message is, you know, somewhat close to whoever else is, you know, you're meeting up with, then you know, of course they're gonna they're gonna want to help. You know, because uh, you know if they're anything like me and a lot of us guys, we we want to see more of that. You know, and that's that's definitely the best way to you know get it to happen is to have a, a nice experience with someone who's who's new to the scene and, um, you know, show them how to, to get up and encourage them. You know, some people all they need is about that much encouragement. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> other people, other people, you can encourage them all fucking day, you know, and they're like, <laughs> I noticed you have some tattoos right quick. I just wanted to, um, uh, the, um, I'm sorry, I forgot the, um, no. B. B. You you have tattoos. Yes. What is that? I, I, what does that say? Um, this is uh, this says deep oceans, dark forests. It's a quote by Nick Cave. Oh man! Uh, wow. Very sexy musician, Nick Cave. Very. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Love Nick Cave. A, a, a lot bigger. You yeah. don't look like the type of person that would have a tattoo from like from here up. 
You know what I mean? From like here up, you look like you wouldn't have tattoos at all. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you look. He's an I artist, know, man. Just there you go. There you oh, go. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> they're all they're all kind of like uh, hidden little ones. You know, I mean, that's super. Well, let's cool. talk about music for a minute because you said that one that one's actually music related. Uh, what kind of experiences have you had with with music, Hector? <laughs> We're talking to you. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to work out how many years it was. Just from straight from school, from college. We met at Glastonbury as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk. I was gonna say you guys met Glastonbury is one of these festivals that is on my fucking bucket list, man. I heard it's just straight debauchery. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it is, and more. And more. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, you guys just asked about the little story about the music, and then B just drops in Glastonbury. Just it makes it like you hyped up a little bit there. What? Like, we met at <laughs> If you guys don't know, um, uh, for the audience, if uh, the Co Glastonbury is like the Coachella of uh, uh, England, I would say, right? Everybody camps, is that correct? Yeah. 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 But now we're a bit older, we do do vans. We've got camper vans now, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going back to music. Now, you came out of college. Uh, uh, you went to Glastonbury, this is when you went to Glastonbury, you guys were in college still, right? I'm assuming. Uh, from the beginning, yeah. And then, okay. I mean group of friends we started a band i've always been playing in bands what was the then, name of the band uh we've got a few nights so we had educated animals well this um, is gonna give away your <laughs> well that was one i really liked uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> educated <laughs> animals i like that man oh yeah and then from there i went to the uh, the buffaloes are dead after that one <laughs> <laughs> i like that uh, progression man i like i like that progression wow. what kind of music did you guys play very UK indie indie pop, and then we nice. tried to jump into electro, and it, I mean it was good. We had the same agent as the editors at one point, and we were we were progressing, and it just well it just it just got bands just, are tough, man. Bands are yeah, tough, it, it dude. Just, <clears throat> There's like at least three guys inside. You know, a lot of times it's just like everybody has their own fucking agenda of like what the band should be. You know what I mean? And it's very hard to get that. You know, like I said, I love bands because UK is just like, they're known for their fucking bands. I mean, you know, this show, we start off the fucking intro with Rolling Stones and we end it with the fucking Beatles. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like one of those things like, but to me, it's the culture of it. As a, as a American musician, I always, you know, I know people dream of, hey, like, I'm not making it here in America. We got to do that Jimi Hendrix move and go to the UK real quick and pick up some fans and then we come back and make it. I mean, like, do you know any Americans that have actually, uh, you know, that go over there to that play in bands? Just because you're, you're kind of, you're pretty professional actually. It's not just some shit you're fucking I'm around. I'm sorry, what, what, what was your instrument? Guitar. Bass guitar. Lead, uh, rhythm, bass? Uh, lead, lead guitar, lead guitar. Okay, awesome, awesome. I mean, nice. you know, if you know, if you know how to play guitar, you kind of know how to play the bass. You can, you, you know, you, you can figure it out. You, you know what I mean? So, at least for in, in some stuff, you, you know. But <laughs> and if you're playing the lead guitar, you're pretty damn good with your fingers. So that makes <laughs> means you can be a good artist as well. That's true. That's true. I mean, it, it was nice as well because from from writing songs, writing lyrics to playing, even if you're playing in a pub to thirty people or in London King's College to hundreds of people, but now if you write you write a song and no one hears the lyrics. So now we can put the, we can use those lyrics yeah. sometimes. Mm. Uh, 
That's actually a nice Great idea right there. So that's man. a nice pivot for a lot of, uh, I know a lot of frustrated vocalists that can't get anybody to listen to their fucking music either. So actually like, uh, <laughs> no, I mean like, I'm not saying that's, that, that's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> The lyrics over. <laughs> a lot of people are saying, you know, I, uh, Dude, that's, uh, but that, that's so cool. I hear it all you the know time. What? You know, people are always saying that, uh, <laughs> sorry, but that's no. my Trump impersonation right there. You know, a lot of people are saying, Oh, wait, well, we're, definitely, we're definitely going to talk a little bit about, uh, politics after this, but I want to get through the music first in terms of, uh, um, now, I mean, you know, how was your experience, man? Do you regret doing the band thing? I mean, nowadays, like when you look back on it, was it like something that you did when you were younger? Like, uh, how do you feel about music now? Just curious. Since I miss, uh, I, I, reg I regret, because what I've learned now is if you, if you do want something and you just keep, keep at it, you, get, you do eventually get to where you want. And I think we would have done if we just kept at it. I, I truly believe that now. But I think we just, we didn't give up easily at all. We did work really hard, but it just got to the point where we thought there was no, and also listening to the wrong advice from other people and taking the advice as gospel truth. But now I know, it, I think if you just go for it and keep doing it and doing it and doing it, as long as you've got the, the energy to do it, then it would have been fine. Dude, that's, that's amazing advice. And if everyone else in your band is on that same mindset, then it works. Yeah, yeah that, that's 100% true. That's, that's why bands are tough, man. I mean, you know, even, even, the longest especially more than any band that has more than three people in it holy fucking shit man <laughs> you know you're talking about herding cats and watching them play football or something you know no, I, I mean it, it just sucks because at the end of the day like everybody really wants to make good music i think but it's just people are difficult to work with personalities don't mix you, you know what i mean and you know and also uh i one thing that for sure you may know hector i mean the, the environment of the economics of music continuous changes i mean you know if you're a musician right now during coronavirus you're literally fucked you know i mean i heard something like 64 percent or you're on a level playing field with everybody else well yeah that's, that's true but i mean you know if you were a working musician and you were doing shows and that was your income because you're not really making money from the music obviously right the record labels make it making that money right so i mean you literally have like zero source of income if you don't have some sort of like stipend from the record label you, you know because you can't play shows and um but uh i don't know what's your what's your, what's your take on that hector from uh uh you know perspective do you like how music is going these days i, I like how it's more accessible for everybody and it's and every, like you said just now it's it's a level playing field really i mean it's a lot easier you don't have to go and burn a few hundred and fifty cds down the shop and then send them to people or run around leave them in leave them in bus stops or or that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's some effort right there. That's a good, man. That's that's a good move, effort. man. <laughs> What's this? You gave, oh, like... you gave me a demo CD when we left Glastonbury. I left Glastonbury that year. That's where we used to It's still hard. It's still always going to be the same because if you haven't got something good to put out, then no one's going to listen to it. But it's, it's a lot better now. Easy, yeah. at least the access I, I you know like i said a lot of people if you're listening as a musician man dude fuck your record label seriously okay because at the end of the day it, it, you may think it's an advantage to you early on but then when you're an older artist and you have no rights to all the shit that you fucking accomplished your entire life 
you're in a very fucking poor position. You, you know what I mean? So just a little advice to you guys out there who, who are working on music, man. Like you can get your shit on YouTube, get it on Spotify, work on your fans. Don't depend on anybody else to give you fans, man. One by one, they have to like your music and that's it, man. I, I, at, at the end of the day. Just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. I love that you guys kind of like went back and listened to Wordsmith because it's so cool that um you, you you know what i mean and i do feel like a similar vibe from you guys now um you guys should definitely do some sort of collab uh you, you know when you come to la or something like that because you know he definitely uh uh teaches the first one of the first guys that basically put you know helped out wordsmith too so i just feel like it's kind of like passing on the uh you know paying it forward in a sense right yeah but let me just tell you wordsmith is is all effort though i mean that dude is obsessive um and he uses his obsessiveness obsessiveness to his advantage you know what i mean like just hard working everywhere he went he would take work with him and he would get up and you know he's very professional about everything you know and that's what kind of helps set him apart from uh, from the others um but i did help him get up on this this one billboard um a uh, quick story kind of funny uh i picked out a couple of billboards for him because he had asked me hey you know can you you know help me get up on a billboard and this one billboard is on uh, Wilshire in um, Brentwood, actually. And it's, it's, it's probably about a 45 footer. <laughs> and, uh, but it was blank. It was awesome. And I could have seen this you know, typewriter up there and everything. Yeah, it's a big boy one. Um, and so I took him to it one day and I was showing it to him. He was like, ah, wow. Um, that's no, that's great, man. That's great. Um, I would, you know, I was thinking maybe, uh, maybe not that, uh, maybe not that high or that big, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I was like, no problem, man. I got this other one. And, uh, you know, it actually turned out to be really cool because in the background was the, uh, I think it was Van Nuys airport. And so, uh, you know, he, he did the, uh, I think dream bigger was the one we got up on there. And, uh, so the guy that was, um, I think, uh, Hollow, uh, hollowed out, Tony hollowed out at hollowed out on the Instagram took an amazing shot because you had like these airplanes landing in the background and then you had this billboard right there and it was like, awesome. Amazing, man. I love those little crossover stories. Cause you know, as a fan, I always imagine like, how does that shit get up there? Right. And then you get, you know, on this show, we get to talk to different street artists and like, you know, here are these little inside scoops, man. So I, I, I was the only one up on the billboard, mind you. <laughs> shout out to wordsmith <laughs> we don't need to you don't need to include that though I mean, it's, well so okay that's, how, so, that's what you do though you know what i mean no, when, you're, when you're taking someone out and they haven't been up on a billboard before you know or they have maybe they're afraid of heights or something like that you get up and you fucking do it for them you know that's right we've had multiple and, people uh, when you see someone getting up and putting up your work it's you know it's pretty inspiring <laughs> Oh yeah. Kind of helps yeah. you to, to motor you along to, you know, to kind of do the same. So, um, you know, do what you can when you can. Have you guys had other people put up your work? I got a question for you. It's really off the subject and everything, but I, I, I thought about it a while back and I was just wanted to ask you guys just because it seems like, I don't know if you guys would be affected by it much, uh, being in Brighton or with whatever you do for your own work and everything, but, uh, Brexit. Um, has that had any kind of an effect on 
what you guys do or your uh, your lifestyle or anything like that? Not yet. I think it will, but nothing yet. No, I mean, there's, it's funny because when we went, when was it? We went on a van trip. Was it on our way to Belgium last year? We saw that Banksy piece down in um, oh, Dover. Dover. Yeah, that, that you know the um, the E flag. It's got all the stars around the outside, and, and the guys, then, and then the guys chipping our star out away. of the flag. Right. Really, really sad. Yeah. And that's the last thing we saw in the ferry to France. Yeah. Oh, are you pulling it up here? There you go. Pulling up real, real quick. This one. Yeah, nothing. Because of everything that's happened with COVID, I feel like kind of. Oh, it kind of overshadows it, right? It's like <laughs> kind of in the background now, type of thing. Well, tell me, how how do you guys feel like your government has handled COVID? I mean, um, you know, you guys and your pretty... your own experiences, yeah, like, with the with the COVID as well. Um, so go to work, don't go to work. Stay at home, don't stay at home. Be with six people, don't like. It's been everything's been so fucking confusing. Like I feel. I don't know it's been a struggle for so many people and you know so many people have been affected by it and just being able to like it just is really hard it's hard to know what the rules are it seems everything seems really conflicting are there so anti we're not the only ones then are there anti-maskers in uk as well are there anti-maskers like they people against like wearing masks oh maskers oh yeah. Uh, yeah but i mean just silly people yeah, <laughs> every you know what every country's got them everybody's got their village idiot and like i said before somehow ours ended up president you know what i mean and a lot of people say we deserve it you know yeah. kind of do well, we gotta i mean like i said yeah. I, you guys are artists so i'm gonna assume that um it, you know you guys lean a certain political way but um it's funny they have donald trump's boyfriend as uh as their as their prime minister man <laughs> you, you know you know what i mean so, so. <laughs> So I don't think, yeah, I don't think the UK is like, a, I, I, you know, it's kind of funny though. Like to me, I, when I was talking to a lot of uh, um, people from UK, younger people seem to want to stay in the EU and older people want to uh, kind of like remember the older times when uh, Britain was great, I, I, get, I guess, right? Is that, is that kind of the case that you guys see as well? For me, it's, it's more about the different areas that you live in because... All my, all of my older family members, they didn't, they didn't want to leave the EU because yeah. they, they just think, well, it's not fair on. It's, I mean, it's amazing. We can go wherever we want. Yeah, free trip, like open just, just travel, go. and like you know, for borders to be open to people that need it and stuff. It's like it, does, it just doesn't make any sense why yeah. we would want to not be part of that. Yeah, not want to be part of like a community where we can be. But that's why we're together. from Brighton. You see, that's the hippie side of it. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, so. <laughs> No, that <laughs> people from the north that want to no i think what it is there's just too many people like uh like their their prime minister you know what i mean it's just like our country a lot I of see. people do not realize that most of america are people who really don't do a lot of whole thinking for themselves you know they're what a lot of people call willfully ignorant and they'll they only listen to one station and they'll believe any in everything and they just don't care and that is basically what our president feeded off of and has capitalized on. That and the Electoral College. Son of a bitch, those <laughs> Republicans, man. I tell you what, if we could just get rid of that Electoral College, man, you know? Well, one uh, thing, 
Well, one thing for sure that they had different is that Boris Johnson actually caught the fucking Rona. You know what I mean? And uh, you know what? It it was so fucked up. You know, I- You guys like, die, die, die. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I have never seen so many people hope. No, it it is fucked up. But no, I mean, it brings up a good point, though. There were so many people that just wanted this guy to, like, fucking kick because of COVID. You know what I mean? And I was like, this is, like, fucked up, man. Like, you, you know what I mean? You shouldn't wish death upon, like- anybody it's just because their political leanings or whatever whatever you know what i mean but yeah i mean we we, we hope that trump doesn't get uh corona <laughs> yeah <laughs> again i mean i'm glad you saw the humor in that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you guys like i said it's 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 good to know that it's uh challenging confusing not just for us americans man that uh, you guys are kind of going through it too yeah, the only thing I would say is because oh, it doesn't matter actually. No, I'm just gonna because it it's not happened anywhere before, so no one's supposed to have no one's got a map, a guide map of what we need to do. So they get this much leeway, but it's, there's a lot of stupid decisions that even my yeah. man or my yeah, no, it, it's true. Like, uh, and you know, it's just so crazy because for us it varies by state, and then like uh, you know we're all here in California. I literally An intelligence to- level. <laughs> I went to Nevada, uh, Las Vegas, like uh, just last weekend. And, uh, you know, life for those people is pretty normal. You know, I mean, they don't, they have different news sources that aren't, that that, uh, lean a different political way. And then, um, but, you know, who knows? I guess, uh, you know, we'll have to see like. uh, You know what? At least your damn prime minister isn't having a big old rally in a state where you're not supposed to have more than 50 people at a gathering. And he's having a couple thousand of them indoors. And he's yeah. for uh, campaigning for, you know, for election campaign. Uh, at least, mm-hmm. you know, at least Boris Johnson isn't doing that. So he's, he's one up on, uh, on our guy. Well, I, think he plans, I think he was meant to be meeting like families of people that died of Corona, like in a kind of mass environment a few weeks ago, which they kind of very quickly canceled that. So, I mean, <laughs> Well, the, at least they canceled it. Like I said, you know, America, we're known to, he meant well. uh, to push on. He meant well. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't come to, you haven't had it. Either of you have had it at all? Or, or have I, I haven't had it. Um, I've known at least like, I would say, uh, I've met like uh, 10 people that have had it. I, I would say around there. Um, nobody died personally that I knew. I do know friends of friends that have like, older family members that uh did pass away too so i mean it's real <laughs> you know there, there's still some people talking about whether it's real or not right so uh i love the, love the conspiracy theories <laughs> oh the best one you want to hear the best conspiracy theory i've heard man is that the illuminati killed kobe bryant to save us from the vaccinators man okay that that is the best fucking one i've heard okay <laughs> <laughs> It's like that's so beyond we're reality fucked. that that we're, you, we're we're just like wait 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 Avicii and Anthony Bourdain also were fighting the vaccinators. I mean, this is not shit I'm making up, man. This is just shit I'm hearing on the internet of people posting memes, man. People are fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> he has a look on our face, Probably like in Florida, <laughs> like it, absolute shock. They're even <laughs> laughing. They even know. They know about Florida. That's where I'm from. Okay, that's where I'm from, uh, but I I escaped, I escaped, and so instead of being in Florida, I'm in California now. 
Sorry to interrupt you, bro. Oh, you're good. Well, I mean, pretty much, man. We, we've gone over an hour and everything like that. Time has flown, as always. You, you know, I don't care, always, man. I love these guys. Yeah, dude, awesome. I love these guys, too. Just, you know, like I said, us Americans, I don't know why we have such affinity for British people, man. Like, it's just the accent. We believe anything you guys say. You know what like, it is? <laughs> it's not just the accent. They, it's, part of, it's partially the accent because the accent takes effort, okay? The accent takes effort, and it feels like when they're talking to you that they're putting more effort into what they're saying. Just some old guy coming out of nowhere, you just sound like you're chewing on him. No, but you know, here's the thing. Now, I guarantee you somewhere I live from, someone, someone knew exactly what I just said. <laughs> they were like, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, going on, like fucking Boomhauer from King of the Hill, man. But, you know, <laughs> what, I, what I always found it's crazy, though, is that, like, you know, John Oliver, do you guys know John Oliver? Okay, so he's like a. That's interesting. See, they don't know who John. He's like he's a. British. Uh, he's like a British guy who's kind of like a Jay Leno type. But he of rips us a new asshole, and I love it. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, lo <laughs> I. I think it's. I think it's funny, right? But then I'm like, dude, what kind of fucking person moves over to a different place and then just starts criticizing the shit out of if I <laughs> out of everything? You know, if I move over to like UK as an American guy and I'm gonna host a show and just tell you everything you guys are fucking doing wrong with an American accent. It's just quite strange how, as Americans, we just, yeah, 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 this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's British, man. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, as an American, I don't know if we uh, have anybody. But that, he also makes very valid points. And 100%. He, 100%, <laughs> 100%, man. You, you know what I mean? Smart as fuck, too. Yeah, but I, like I said, I was just. He's got a thing going on with Dansbury right now. Dansbury, Connecticut. He started fucking around with them. He's like, I like to invite everybody in Dansbury to fuck off, all right? Women. Men, children, everybody, please take in fuck right off. You know? What's his like, beef with what's his beef with Connecticut? The hat tricks. The Danbury uh hat tricks is a uh, hockey team. Mm. Okay. And he's like really big on hockey and stuff, but he just wanted to fuck around with the Danbury hat tricks, you know, and he started fucking with them. So they started fucking back with him, you know. And then even the mayor of Danbury, um said that they were gonna make uh the, the water treatment plant, the the waste plant that they have there. They're going to name the, the John Oliver Memorial Waste Treatment <laughs> Plant. Yeah. And he was like stoked by it. He was like, that's awesome. You know, then he found out, oh, no, they were just kidding. But so then he had a sign, an actual sign made, full size sign, you know, green and white, like a sign, like a highway sign. And it says the John Oliver Memorial Waste uh, Center <laughs> in, in Danbury. I just love it that they don't know who the fuck he is. And then like, he's like a... <laughs> Topic of they college. do now. They do yeah, now. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just wondering. he donated $50,000 to some charity there as well. <laughs> like I said, I'm just wondering if there's like the American version that is like just shitting on fucking UK like all day. <laughs> is there, do you guys know? I don't think like you that? guys have taken that. <laughs> no. No. See, there, there, there's no... <laughs> there's no... There, there, there's no way that the British... That's because would... someone would show up at the door knocking and be like, hey, uh... Like, cut this shit out, all right, mate? <laughs> I think you went a little Australian. I think you went a little Australian there, right? Yes, there. I did. Mate, the mate part. Ah, it shouldn't be mate. And I've got an Italian friend who puts all of our food, everything in England. The food is no good. You know, we get that. That's about it. I disagree. Okay. I highly disagree. Okay, I, dude, you can't. I like meat pies, man. I mean, shit, dude. America, we only have like sweet pies. The curries are awesome. The curries yeah. are, are amazing. 
Exactly. You know, you know, I mean, I, that, that's just like some weird thing that, like I said, Italians, I mean, come on, they got fucking pasta from the Chinese, bro. We all know that, dude. They can shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just yeah, kidding. Pizza, pizza was made in America, believe it or not, okay? <laughs> Anyways, guys. All they got is a fucking spaghetti. They, they, they twirl the spaghetti, okay? Told you, man. People, you know what? A lot of people have this wrong. They think they, they twirl it in the spoon. That's not how they do it in Italy. No, huh? they just twirl it on the side of the plate. Okay? They don't use a fucking spoon. They get a couple of strands. They twirl it around, you know, in the sauce. And then that's how you do it. Teach has finally been able to use his Italianness on this show, man. <laughs> and let, and I'm mostly Italian. He's usually, I'm like 25% Italian. He's usually our, uh, our token white guy that we, we, we cap on about it. But today you got to use partially your... partially Latin. Yeah, exactly. No. partially Latin, man. <laughs> My dad is full-blooded Italian. He's dark as hell, and he's very Latin. So I see. Mom, <laughs> mom was sugar white. <laughs> she was Scott-Irish. <laughs> you know what I mean, she was the sugar in my dad, the coffee. You know, another thing about UK that I love is like, hey, they they don't, you guys don't really say like, hey, that's a black dude. They'll be like, oh, that's an Ethiopian guy. That's a, you know, what I mean? <laughs> oh, right. <It's, laughs> we're in America. We're like, hey, we're, we're gonna call you. No, by he's yourself. Moroccan. No, he's 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 not he's not from Kingle. He's from he's Moroccan. Yeah, he's, we're yeah, like, yeah, he's African American. He's black guy. No. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, I, lo I love the UK, man. Shit, I can't wait. When we go out there next time, now I have a fucking spot that looks like Southern California in the UK uh, that I want to come visit, man. So, And yeah, guys, if you ever come to LA, please let us know. Oh, we'll do, absolutely. We're working and we're looking at flights, trying. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, uh, nah. Okay, over here for a bit, you know. Why don't you get those forest fires and the hurricanes? Let that all work its way out, and then maybe yeah, then <laughs> get a president, get a real president. Good go. <laughs> no, but we would love to have you in LA, and uh, you know, like I said, when when we finally get out of this whole mess and we have a party, and uh, if you guys can make it, or you know, we're definitely gonna come visit and uh, do some street art. Uh, well, teach us do do some street art in uh, Brighton, and also I, I'm sure we need to take that Mecca journey to uh, Bristol at some point in time uh, to you know pay homage to uh, uh, you know God, right? So, <laughs> Father, God, Father. <laughs> but anyways, guys. Festival with us as well. Oh yeah, man! Oh, dude, uh, I'm hey. fucking there, dude. Okay, like I said, there we, we go. The stories of debauchery I've heard, like I said, are just crazy, and I would love to be a part of it, man. But I, I'm a little concerned about the camping aspect because normally, if you have to, like, uh, you know, go international, you don't want to have to bring a tent. But now I have some friends, you, you know what I mean? I, I'm there. So uh, I tell you what's important. I can tell you this from my recent camping trip. You know, the tent, that's good and everything. Sleeping bag, not. pad, sleeping pad, air pad. Oh boy. Oh boy. Game changer. Game changer right there. I slept on the fucking earth. I slept on rocks and pebbles and, and hard dirt. Like, is someone go out there with a fucking compactor before we slept there or some shit? Because that was hard motherfucking shit, man. And I had no pad under me. Hey, at so, Glastonbury, I, I, I plan to, uh, you, you know, get real, you know, drunk or drugged up, dude, that I won't care about that. So uh, I don't think that You think be so. You would think so. <laughs> dude, I was on mushrooms, okay? And, and, and I was still like, ow. Fuck. <laughs> Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> dude it's it's been so awesome hanging out with you guys man and uh, like i said i can't wait to kick it with you guys in person and uh yeah 
it's it's been an awesome fun time hanging out with you guys man um can you tell us a little bit about uh the uh where they can find you uh if the audience wants to add you or uh you know is it just your instagram what's your instagram maybe you could drop it for us just at broken underscore hardest and that's just on instagram and hardest is spelled h-a-r-t-i-s-t just for those that's correct awesome and uh um is that the only place that you can find you guys on a website or you guys i want to give out your personal pages because obviously we're going to keep you guys anonymous too right i mean we got we got a little we're working on a website yeah okay we know what it's showing that the Instagram is showing at the moment, so yeah. we're, we're just waiting to give something a bit different on there. Yeah, come to Instagram. We love hearing from different people and like, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Them. Yeah, go ahead and get, get check them out. They have some super cool collages. I know we didn't get into too much of their art today, man, but it's just really cool little messages, uh, along with some uh, really, uh, you know, great images and a lot of collaborations. Kind of aesthetics. Yeah, yeah a awesome lot of collaborations aesthetics. with the Postman, and we love those guys and. Uh, Hopefully, with your guys' blessing, uh, we can get them on the show, too. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hell, yeah. Thank you guys so much, man. And uh, we, appreciate you, yeah, we appreciate you guys. And uh, can't wait to uh, hang out with you guys in person, okay? Thank you so wait. much. Thanks, guys. Hell, yeah. No, thank you. And uh, like I said, we'll talk to you guys soon, all right? Thank you very much. Take care. Awesome. To the audience, love you guys. Take care and peace. Don't forget to leave us a review, okay? If you have a chance, uh, you know, reach out and uh, leave us a comment. Uh, we, we really appreciate all the reviews that we get. It helps us to uh, reach more people and to, uh, you know, continue doing what we're doing. Spread the word with your friends. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.